0: Welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Jamie Erich, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host, Megan Husslein.
1: Hi, Megan. Hey, hey Jamie, I'm so happy to be back. Took a week off, but we're back to talk some basketball, some Buckeye sports, I'm ready.
0: Yeah, we got some, we got some updates in the Buckeye sports world. Um, we also got snow in Southern California this weekend. No way. It snowed in Hollywood for a hot second. The mountains look like we are in Colorado. Um, so
1: I'm kind of feeling like I'm back in the Midwest for a second. See, it's crazy you say that because it hasn't snowed in Columbus in like, I don't know, over a month. I mean, yesterday we had a tornado warning and tomorrow it's going to be 70 degrees. So there's that. Right. So like, should i be concerned about the snow probably did it
0: make me feel a little more at home conflictingly yes it
1: did <laughs> hey i love that for you i'm glad you're getting the snow and we're not because i'm, I'm kind of over it but this yeah. is kind of like a nice surprise for you
0: it it sounds like we're gonna continue to get like some crazy rain for the next couple of days so mm. I'm hoping it slows down after that, but it does seem like the weather madness is going to continue into March, um, so that's kind of perfect as we get started with March Madness
1: in the sports world, too. That was a great segue. I'm like yeah. smiling right now. Thank you so much. It was accidental, <laughs> well, we're just going to roll with it and pretend it was not for
0: and before we get to March Madness, we have Big Ten tournament play for women's basketball, which kicks off tomorrow. We're recording this on Tuesday, February 28th. Um, but the Buckeyes don't play until Friday because, like we talked about that last in our last podcast, we kind of discussed, do we think that they're going to stay in that number four seed? They did lock in that number four seed with the rest of their season.
1: Yeah, they had a great finish, to their season. You know, when we recorded last time they had three games left. Um, they looked great against Penn State, closed out with a win. And then against Michigan, I mean, they just went into Ann Arbor and just dominated through and through. I mean, they looked so impressive all game long. So I was very happy with that win. And then I know that they lost by one point to Maryland. It was a heartbreaker. Oh my gosh. I just can't get over it. I swear Cody McMahon got it off before the buzzer, but, you know, whatever. But, I mean, they just looked like they did, you know, when they were undefeated to start the season. They really just returned to their prime form. I'm glad they kind of went through their slump because it looks like they've come out on the other side and just ready to go into the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament and just Ready to win. I mean, I'm just happy. I'm so happy with where they're at right now. I am too. And I honestly, I hope that that heartbreaker
0: is a little bit of added motivation because when you're that close and it really is like you've done everything you can do and that decision is out of your hands, it's all the more reason to go out and like prove yourself on the court. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of Cody McMahon, she was named Big Ten Freshman of the Year. And was also voted unanimously to the All Big Ten team by the coaches, um, which is pretty exciting for her. Um, We also had Taylor McSal and Taylor Thierry named to All Big Ten teams for their efforts. Um, But Cody McMahon, the last time we talked about her getting Big Ten Freshman of the Week, um, she was winning it for the fifth time. And she has since won it for a sixth time. So she has now tied Kelsey Mitchell, um, who is a WNBA star, uh, for the most in program history. So congratulations to her. Just, like, really exciting. Um, I'm so excited to see her go into this tournament and just, like, really see what she can do. But before we even get to see the Buckeyes play... We have no idea We have no idea who we're playing. Two games have to take place before we even know who we're playing. Um, Penn State and Minnesota will face off first. And then the winner will take on Michigan, who's the number five seed. All before we know who we're playing. So by the time Friday rolls around, we will be playing Penn State, Minnesota, or Michigan. Do you have any predictions on how those first couple of games are going to go?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean... We're gonna play Michigan. I'm pretty confident in that, just based on a few things. Obviously, I love how the roles are kind of flipped in the sports. You know, in football, Ohio State won that revenge game against Michigan in the postseason. You now I think Michigan wants that revenge game against Ohio State um, right now in the Big Ten tournament because, hey, that was that was kind of a an upset. You know, I think a lot of people expected Michigan to win. You know, they have home court advantage. Ohio State has been playing well lately. Um, But Ohio State went in there and won. So obviously Michigan is going to want that revenge game. And I just think they're the most talented team uh, out of these three teams. Um, They're just overall just a really great team, especially offensively. So I'm excited for a little rematch. Um, I hope we get that. You know, I think we will and I hope that we will. Obviously, just who doesn't love a good Ohio State Michigan game?
0: For any reason, in any sport. Oh, exactly. Um, I agree. I I mean again, the crazy things happen in the tournament. So crazier things have happened, crazier things will continue to happen as time goes on. Like it is not impossible that Penn State or Minnesota will beat Michigan, but I think Michigan's hungry to come back and face us. Um, And then if we get through that game, we cannot get to the championship without going through number one, Indiana. Does that make you nervous at all? How are you feeling about that? Given the way that the women have really like bounced back after some hardships and also uh, with the understanding that this is a really phenomenal Indiana team.
1: Yeah, this honestly it does make me nervous because, I mean Indiana—they're the best team in the Big Ten. They are just the last time that Ohio State played them just a couple of weeks ago. I mean the Buckeyes lost by like almost twenty-five points. Like it was just complete domination on Indiana's end. Mackenzie Holmes is just an offensive juggernaut. She is unreal. overall they're just such a good team and you know Ohio State lost to them both times they played them this year so that was also when they're kind of in their losing stretch not really sure what they were doing so like you said they are playing well again playing like themselves so it's gonna be I think it'll definitely at least be a closer game than it was that it has been all year long I don't know if we have what it takes to defeat them I hope we do with the way we've been playing lately. We definitely have a good shot, but that is going to be a very difficult opponent to face. Yeah, I
0: mean here's the thing. I think that if it's if we're going to beat Indiana at all this season, the the way the team is playing right now is the time for it to happen. With that said, uh Indiana, this is not their first rodeo. And they do tend to hold it together pretty well under tournament pressure. Um, so I do just think that, you know, that I think it's going to be a close game. And I think there are some things that could turn it in the Buckeyes' favor. I certainly think that if they can keep Indiana within really close range in the first half, there is a chance that they could like unnerve them, put them in foul trouble, something along those lines. But I think short of Indiana really losing their cool on the court, it's going to be a really tough road to the championship for the women, even though they're playing really phenomenal basketball right now.
1: Yeah, Ohio State, they're going to have to shut down Mackenzie Holmes, I think, first and foremost. Um, Their top scorer all season long. And then I really liked how they played, how Ohio State played against Michigan in their second-to-last game of the season. I mean, they just made Michigan so uncomfortable, forced so many turnovers. Their full-court press was so effective. So I agree with you. I think they really do just need to make Indiana – uncomfortable make them not play their game just kind of throw them off shake their confidence and honestly that's what Ohio State does and they're good at it so if they're playing their best ball against them I think they have a shot but I think pretty much almost everything is gonna have to go right for Ohio State and a lot of things are gonna have to go wrong for Indiana I agree I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Indiana will
0: win the game by any means, but I think that OSU might need a little bit of help from
1: Mm -hmm.
0: the Hoosiers on that front or from the powers that be that call the shots upstairs. Um, On the men's basketball side, you know, much has been said of this very, very brutal season. Um, But we did get to end February on a high note. They had a really big win against Illinois. And I want to celebrate that. <laughs> you watch the game?
1: Yeah, I did. I mean, right from the start, I feel like you could just kind of tell, like, okay, they're playing well today. But then that kind of happens at the beginning of every game. Like, oh, maybe this is the game. Oh, let's just have fun. So that was kind of the vibe I was going with. But then as we went into the second half, I was like, okay, wait, this could actually happen. And just... I just felt like they're having fun all game long. Like, they know that this season is a wash, but they're still giving it their all, which I so respect. And, I mean, you could tell out there, they're giving their all-out effort. They're having fun. There were dunks galore. I mean, Bryce sends a ball. come on. And then Sean McNeil. Like, there were just so many fun things that happened to hype them up and keep the momentum going. And they got a win. I mean... <laughs> I hope they play that way the rest of the season because that was just such a fun game to watch. And it shows that clearly like when they're just playing loose and having fun with each other, they can win.
0: Yeah. And I, I think the thing that, that gave me a lot of hope, like exactly like you said, they were having fun, you know, this snapped a nine game losing streak. They haven't won since January 21st against Iowa at home. Um, and then in this game, it was like an entirely different team. They were up by as much as 15 points at one ha- at one point. Um, but what really struck me was just how comfortable the freshmen looked out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like you mentioned, Bryce Lenzabaz dunk. Um Bruce Thornton led all the scores. It was the second time he's reached 20 points in his collegiate career. Um I have a lot of hope for what this group of freshmen can continue to do as they progress with the team and get more experience Um, because they just looked so comfortable and finally in their element. And I do think that for as much as like next season needs to be a fresh start in terms of like a mental reset, I think these guys can do that. They seem to be able to handle that.
1: No, I'm very excited about the potential of this team. Because when you think about it, I mean, it really has been the younger guys carrying this team all year. You know, Zed, he's been plagued by injury. Justice has just been pretty inconsistent. And then Gene has just been in and out, you know, also pretty inconsistent, not getting too much playing time. So when you think about those are the three veterans that came back and then Sean McNeil is going to be gone. Is ice going to be gone? I'm not sure. He's a fifth year. So I don't know, but
0: I think think he is unless there's like some weird, like a COVID eligibility.
1: Right. Right. So basically, I mean, just all the veterans all year long, just, I mean, they've been playing a pivotal role, but it really has been these younger guys stepping up and carrying this team. So, Next year, when you know, hopefully Zed is healthy, the freshmen have a year under their belt playing together, and then this incoming recruiting class is coming in. I, it's going to be a good team. You know, there's a lot of talent, raw talent that we have already. And now that they have a year of playing at the collegiate level and playing together, I think next year is going to be good.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've got the number six recruiting class in the country coming in. Um, I don't, what are your feelings on? Chris Holtman and whether he should get another shot next season. I feel very strongly that he should, um, because I don't think that one season, even a season, you know, kind of as, as much of a bummer as the season has been. I don't think that that's enough to like wipe our hands of him when he's clearly playing the long game. But I know that that's kind of a hot take and not everyone agrees with me. So I'm curious what your opinion is on that now as like the season draws to a close.
1: Yeah, I actually agree with you as well. I just, you know, when a team doesn't do well, all of the blame falls on the coach, and then immediately people want change. You know, it happens in football too. Ryan Day loses to Michigan, oh, he's got to go. And now Chris Holman has one rough season, oh, he has to go too. It just, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, you see everything that he has done in his career and all the players that he's brought in to Ohio State, all the talent. You know, he hasn't had too much success in the postseason. However, year after year, he's producing very solid Ohio State teams. So, I mean, give him a break for one year. You know, this is such a unique team filled with so many freshmen, only three returning players from last year, have to deal with COVID in the transfer portal. Like Tom Izzo said, like, this is just a very unique team situation, so... He, he did his best this year. I mean, they had a great start to the season and then it's kind of fell apart and it happens. Um, but he recruited, like you said, the sixth best class in the nation for next year. So I would say give him one more year, see what he can do with those freshmen combined with this year's freshmen. And if it's another season like this one, then I would think about, you know, finding another coach. But I would definitely say keep him around for one more season to see what happens.
0: Right. Like I don't next season by no means is next season in my brain, like a free for all, right? Like he's on probation given the way this season went, but I think that he should be allowed the chance to execute his long-term game plan. And Obviously, professional baseball and collegiate sports are very different beasts. But like, I'm a Cubs fan. Cubs fans played the long game for a long time,
1: and very long time.
0: The management, when they came in, when you know, when Theo Epstein took over the Cubs and ultimately went on to win us the World Series, he had come off of running the show in Boston, and he essentially said to Cubs fans, like. It is going to be a really brutal couple of seasons because we're starting from the ground up. Bear with me and I promise I will bring you a championship. Mm -hmm. And it was a really, really brutal couple of seasons, but he was developing guys in the farm leagues who ultimately went on to be insane talent and world series champions. And I do think that there is some element of, I like Holtman's vision for what he's doing from the ground up, and I just I think that sometimes that means that you are going to have a rough season because you're playing the long game, and so you're not going to get the immediate payoff of that. But I do think that he has earned the right, given even though he hasn't had a, a great postseason record, he has had a great regular season record, and uh, up to this point, and I think that like he's earned the right to try the long game for more than one bad season.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, people just, they want instant gratification, and when the team doesn't do well, it's like an immediate change. However, like you said, he's just such a great coach. He is playing for the long game. So you can't freak out after one bad season. There's been glimpses of greatness, of potential, of what we'll see next season, like the Illinois win this past weekend. So. Just hold on to those, hope for those for the future, and hey, we'll see what next season brings. It can't be worse than this, so take some hope in that, but overall, I think he's going to stick around for one more year, and I think next year is going to be a heck of a lot better than this one.
0: I agree. It does seem like Gene Smith has kind of committed to him coming back for another mm-hmm. year, so um I'm happy to hear that. I know that that's, again, not necessarily the most popular take in all corners of the Buckeye Internet. But um, I am happy to see it. And I, I do think that next year is going to feel like a little bit of a fresh start for us. So looking forward to that. Um, it was really fun to see all the former captains come back. Yeah. And I wonder if that helped like power the guys up for the Illinois game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it did. I mean, there's always some added motivation there when you see past great players. Obviously, you wanna imitate their greatness. You wanna match the success that they had. And I personally my favorite was Aaron Kraft. Was he yours too? I mean Yes. I who mean Who doesn't love Aaron Kraft? Like, uh, come on. I loved him so much. He was like my this is gonna make me sound like really young, but like my Fifth grade, sixth grade crush. Like, I loved him in middle school. He was just my favorite with his rosy cheeks. Like,
0: yeah, he's like, just, such he's a good person.
1: Uh, I know. And now he's like a doctor,
0: right? Uh, yeah. I mean, he had like, I- I'm going to throw out numbers and they're what I remember <laughs> in my brain. And like, I'm sure the internet will fact check me. So I'm really sorry if these are totally off base, but like, I'm pretty sure he graduated with a 4.0. Dang remed um and he wild. definitely while playing like right championship I love basketball, basketball yeah they were really good and he was just like a nice guy because I was yeah. in college the same time as him so oh, um okay. he was like my my college basketball team and he just was like nice like you'd see him on campus or we'd interview him for lantern events and he was so friendly and so kind to everybody Um, which was not always the case. Like, I've certainly had my share of run-ins where, like, you catch someone on a bad day or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was never the case with Aaron Craft. He was just, like, nice to everyone, didn't think he was better than anyone just because he was, like, the star of the team. Um, I don't know. It was just, like, so nice to see him back. It made me really happy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, he's the best. Like, I swear, he's just universally loved by buckeye nation so yeah love seeing him and all the other former captains that was so fun and yeah like you said it was probably in, uh, some added motivation for the team and they won so overall just a great game against illinois yeah um oh so what a delight so we we're
0: gonna pause and take a breath but when we come back we've got some buckeye spring sports talk so stay with us Welcome back. So it might have been a little bit of a rough winter for the Buckeyes, but spring is here and things are looking up. Um, so we're gonna start with men's ice hockey because they are more at the tail end of their season, but they did they faced a disappointing end to what was a stellar regular season. They were kind of a highlight in winter sports. You know, they finished number eight Mm. in the country. Um, they were swept by number one Minnesota this weekend, which was really heartbreaking. Um, but Again, they were going into those games underdogs. They've got the best of three Big Ten tournament quarterfinal series coming up. It's at the shot this weekend. Do we think they can bounce back from this Minnesota sweep?
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, it's going to be such a good opening series. They're playing Penn State, who they split uh, two and two with during the regular season. So that is just going to be such a fun game. I mean, there were sellouts during the season. Penn State, Ohio State hockey is always a good one. So this is going to be so fun to watch. I can't wait. Um, But I think for sure Ohio State's going to bounce back. I think they can definitely uh, prove to be victorious over Penn State once and for all this season. So I'm excited. I mean, there's no shame in losing to Minnesota. They are just so good. Um, Getting swept just really sucks though, but I think they'll take that as motivation heading into the Big Ten tournament. They're gonna want um some revenge for sure. So it's gonna be a good one. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm
0: really stoked about this series. I mean this men's hockey team is, is just they're really talented. And like like you said, that Minnesota team is a force to reckon with. Also, like, let's be honest, people in Minnesota have more hockey weather year round. It's just the reality yeah. of the world in which we live. So they're at an advantage. I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but I just, like, want the Buckeye boys to feel a little better about it. It's okay. They live in the, <laughs> they live in the Arctic tundra. Hey, um, we have football. They have hockey, okay? Yeah, and you did great. Like, good job. Good job, sports. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, like, that is added motivation. You go into the tournament, and you know that even though you got swept, you can hang. I – I, that I think that's mo- that's extra motivation. So looking forward to seeing how they do. And it's at the shot. So maybe the crowds will show up and that will play in their favor. If you have nothing going on this weekend, go watch the hockey team.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, hockey always draws huge crowds um, at Ohio State. So, and then again, with the Big Ten tournament, I'm sure they'll get a ton of fans. Home ice advantage is going to be huge. So I definitely think that um Ohio State has the advantage here so I'm excited
0: yeah uh they're not the only team that's nationally ranked and we're heading into the spring with like some good momentum men's mm-hmm. tennis is number four uh they just opened conference play with a 7-0 win against Notre Dame so I know you've been following the tennis you said pretty closely right mm-hmm.
1: yeah I mean the men's tennis team is just so dominant at year in and year out and this year's no different I mean they're 15 and one, I believe they've only lost once to Texas. So, and I think that was just an off day for them as a heartbreaker for them, but they have come back and they haven't lost since. So clearly they're just on a roll right now. They're not showing any signs of slowing down. They just keep beating ranked opponent after ranked opponent. So I'm very excited, uh, to see how this men's team is going to finish. I'm sure they're going to be Big Ten champs once again. They're gonna make a deep run in the postseason. I mean, I know that they they just started, but they're a few weeks in already. It's been over a month. So very solid start for the season um for the men's tennis team.
0: Yeah, I just they are they are continually dominant. They're so fun to watch. They're just when you watch athletes perform at that level in any sport, it is fun. It is fun yeah. to watch. And tennis is there. just
1: underrated. It really... Like, is. Okay. I, a lot of
0: my friends really fell in love with tennis this year because of um, the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. And it's been really fun to be like, see you guys? It's like, it's exciting.
1: It's not a boring It sport. is. Yeah. See, I played in high school, so I always like followed along and I try to force my friends to watch it with me, but to no avail. But I'm going to take them to an Ohio State match. Show them how fun it is, and hopefully I can make them be fans.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I think you can do it, especially, like, if – I don't know. If you're going to be able to pull that off, this is the team to be watching. Oh,
1: for sure. Yeah, pure dominance. So I'm excited. So fun. Um,
0: And then we've got men's volleyball, who – they are ranked number 11 in the country. They did just come off a split weekend um, that included a sweep, but also – a Five set loss that was such a heartbreaker. That was such a hard fought set. How much I don't know how much you follow the volleyball teams,
1: yeah. Honestly, I don't follow men's too much. I mean, I follow women's a lot, obviously, they're just so good. But I mean, the men are number 11. Honestly, I didn't know that. Um, so kudos to them. But what an interesting weekend that a sweep and then a heartbreaker, of a five set loss that is so difficult I mean who did they play they played uh Quincy on Friday that's
0: who they swept Mm -hmm. and then Lindenwood was their five set loss on Saturday Mm -hmm. um and like you know their the match against Quincy was like dominant um Mm -hmm. Quincy did make a little bit of a comeback run and OSU just had taken such a lead that you know, once they had the lead, like they just they weren't going to let go of it. And right. so even when Quincy went on a little bit of a run, the Buckeyes put a stop to it. It was like there's a, um, there is a rhythm to their play that is unnerving if you're on the other side of the court, I would assume. Ooh, um, and I feel like that was on full display against Quincy. And then, you know, their set against Lindenwood, they took a pretty early lead, um, but it was really close throughout. Like, they're, you Mm -hmm. know, they, it was like 15-13 Lindenwood at one point. Um, The Buckeyes then closed that up a little bit. Then it was 2016 Lindenwood. And like, it just, Lindenwood got away from them at the end of that first set but then the next set, the Buckeyes won 25-23. So it was, like, really close the whole way through. Yeah. And it was kind of the pattern through all five sets. Um, and even, like, the uh, the fifth set was uh, – they went all the way to 20 points. It's a 15-point set. But neither team could get that two-point lead. Um, so even that was, like, the Buckeyes lost 22 in that fifth set, like they fought hard that whole game. And like, that's, that requires a lot of energy and a lot of resilience to just keep going. Like you really have to, to duke it out and have grit. So I think it was, it was just nice to see even in a loss, like they're not, they were never out of that game. It was like those last two points fell Lindenwood's way on like really, really smart plays from Lindenwood. Um, you know, they had, an amazing kill to end end the game. And that is what it is. But it doesn't mean that what the guys did out there was like not worth praising because it really requires a lot of focus to stay in a game like that. And and they did.
1: Yeah, that sounds impressive. I mean, obviously it, it sucks to lose at all, especially in a way like that, a five set heartbreaker. But, you know, the positive takeaways you can get from that is they did not give up. They could have won. You know, they stayed in it the whole time. So it's always nice to see that, you know, even at this point in the season, they're still grinding, still, you know, trying their best, not giving up on anything. So that's definitely something that you can take into the future. So I'm excited to watch this men's volleyball team. Now I, I think you just made me a fan. I think I'm going yes. to tune into them now. <laughs> I'm
0: team volleyball. I love volleyball so much. Um, I was like – I didn't play in high school because our high school team, well, I didn't play competitively in high school. I, I played recreationally for a long time, but, mm-hmm. um, our, the high school I went to was the number two high school in the country. Oh, wow. And the coach recently retired, but she was the winningest coach in any sport in the state of Illinois in all sports history. Um, she coached for more than 40 years. One of the girls, a couple of years younger than me is on the Olympic team. Um, So it was like, that was the thing. That was that we didn't have a good football team. We had a a national powerhouse volleyball team. And that is my jam. Like I just in high school, and I played club volleyball through middle school. But when I got to high school, I was just like a wee five foot four person (laughs) trying to play with kids who could like beat collegiate teams at that point in their career. And, um, so that was the end of that <laughs> but, <laughs> makes sense but it's like so much fun for me to watch because that's just like always been the thing to do um so I love making volleyball fans out of people it's such a fun sport
1: it's yeah a I mean I love it's of tennis in that like
0: yeah you have to fight hard and when you're when you fought hard you have to do it again for like
1: Many Right, right. I mean, I always watch women's volleyball because my best friend plays at Georgia Tech. Um, But I just never really thought about the men's. I honestly, I kind of forgot about them. It's just I love watching baseball and softball and tennis more. But I can't forget about volleyball. I mean, they're number 11 in the country. So I will definitely tune in. You did good work today, Jamie. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and then we got uh, men's baseball and men and women's softball. Um, so men's baseball's
0: off to a little bit of a slow start, but they did come off a pretty big eight-two win in Phoenix um against Gonzaga with eight unanswered runs. Like, do we think that this could shift the momentum or do we think that this is gonna maybe be a little bit of a rebuilding season for men's baseball?
1: Oh, I definitely think that they have the potential to do really good things this season. You know, they kinda had a complete overhaul just with the coaching staff. They brought in a new head coach. I believe they have 18 new players. So it's kind of just – they kind of went through that rebuild last year, and I think they're just kind of figuring everything out right now um, to start the season. So, you know, they've had a few good wins. They beat UConn. Um, Like you said, they beat Gonzaga. So I just think they're trying to figure out, you know, what lineup works best, just trying to get – You know, offense going again, it's just the start of the season. Um, So you just got to warm up to that. But a big 8 2 win is huge. You know, that you it proves that you have a really good offense string together eight runs. So hopefully they can just use this as momentum, you know, heading into their next, um, you know, few games this upcoming weekend. But no, I'm definitely excited to see the potential of this baseball team. Yeah, and, you know,
0: women's softball also had some big games this weekend. They went 3-1, and and two of those games were shutouts. Um, You said you also follow women's softball pretty closely.
1: Yeah, the softball team, oh, this weekend was so good for them. I'm so excited because, yeah, like you said, those two shutouts are huge because their first weekend, I think the pitchers were just kind of struggling again to start the season. It's understandable. But they really got it together this past weekend and had solid defense behind them as well. And then, um, you know, one of those wins was 12-0. So they got the home runs going. Those were their first home runs of the the season. They had like three in that game. So they're just figuring it out again. Like it's basically spring training for them. Um, Just trying to, you know, find their footing again. They're facing live pitching for the first time. The pitchers are facing live batters for the first time that aren't, you know, each other. So definitely a ton of good things from this softball team. Um, pitchers look good. The offense is starting to get going. So this is definitely a weekend that they can build off of moving forward.
0: Lots to be excited about this spring, I think.
1: Agreed. Spring sports are killing it this year.
0: Yeah, it'll give us some some excitement to tie us over in the off season for basketball and football. We can find some new sports to love, Buckeye fans!
1: Yay! Yes, spring sports are always forgotten. I feel like so. I
0: feel like that too. Because then everyone kind of turns to spring football and just carries on, like forgetting about. <laughs> right. But we've got ranked teams. We've got
1: baseball turning around. We've got softball looking
0: great. Yeah. Like we got. Hopefully, we
1: convinced you. I, we just talked about it for like twenty minutes. I really yeah. hope we convinced you. Pick a sport. Any sport, you will love it. I promise. Yes, agreed. Um, before we wrap up the show, should we do our end of show shout-outs, Megan? Yeah, so I am so happy about this one. Um, Dwayne Washington just signed with the Knicks today. Uh this is great for me because I'm a Knicks fan, an Ohio State fan, and a Dwayne Washington fan. So all around, I'm so excited to see him get this opportunity in New York. The Knicks could definitely use him, you know, they're in a great stretch right now, but he's just gonna, you know, be a great addition too. So overall, win-win for everyone. I'm so excited for him. Yeah. Um. So my shout
0: out is the Orlando Pride, um, the NWSL team, because they have become the first team in the NWSL to switch their uniform kits. So their away kits were white and gray jerseys with white shorts, and they are getting rid of their white shorts in an attempt to remove the stigma around discussing women's periods and menstrual cycles. And so they're switching to black shorts. And I just think that that's really cool to see sports teams like taking on health in the way that they consider their designs.
1: Yeah, this is so awesome. I feel like it's definitely becoming a trend because in Wimbledon, um, you know, they have their all white policy. And some of the women have kind of stepped up and been like, hey, like, we want to change this. Um, You know, in softball, they have to wear white pants too. So It's definitely a thing that women have to deal with in the sports world, but it's just really exciting for the pride to kind of take that initiative and take that first step to kind of switch it up. So that's really cool. I didn't know about that. So good for them.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing that they're doing that I think is really, really cool is um, they have like a youth club system and they're making that same change for all of the youth teams, which like is such i don't know i feel like as an adult i have the resources to talk about my body and my health and as mm-hmm. a kid i didn't and i think it really takes a step toward destigmatizing it and like potentially helping someone who hasn't quite learned those tools yet so i'm a big fan of this policy and i want to see more of this in sports uh, so that made me happy and that's my shout out
1: agreed that's such a good shout out what a good way to end the show
0: That is all we have for today, folks. As a reminder, you can follow me at Jamie Yuritch, you can follow Megan at Megan Husline and the site at Land Grant33. We will talk to you soon. And thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks.